Hello and welcome, welcome, welcome to this episode of the Cone of Shame. Guys, hope you're having a wonderful day. We have registration wide open for our vet tech graduation. I'm actually expanding it. I've heard so much uh, from people who are like, oh, this is so wonderful just to to feel like these new vet techs are appreciated and, and what they do is important. I thought, you know what? We should just have a celebration of vet techs. And that's what we're going to do. This is going to be vet tech graduation. But guys, this is a general celebration of vet techs. If you're a vet tech and you're like, man, I would like to have my pillows fluffed. I would like to hear some words of encouragement. I would like to hear some great advice. I would like to help welcome new vet techs into our profession. I would like to feel great about what I do and realize that people understand and care. Then come on. Come on to the Vet Tech graduation. I'm going to put the registration link down below. If you're graduating, mark yourself as a graduate. If you're not, mark yourself as a guest and just come on for this celebration of veterinary technicians. It will be going on uh, May the 24th. That's a Sunday. And uh, we will see you there at 5 o'clock Eastern Time, 7 o'clock Pacific Time. Get registered. You get all the information. And with that, let's get into this episode. This is your show. We're glad you're here. We want to help you in your veterinary career. Welcome to the Cone of Shame with Dr. Andy Rourke. We are supported by PSI Vet. Guys, if you know anything about me, you know that I care about our support staff. I want them to have good jobs. I want them to make good income. And I believe that they need health care. Everybody should have some health care coverage. If you're at a practice that struggles to provide this for your team, I urge you take a look at the PSI Healthcare Initiative that came out uh, earlier this year. You can learn all about it at PSIHealthCareInitiative.com or check out our bonus podcast episode from a couple weeks ago. PSIHealthCareInitiative.com. Welcome to the Cone of Shame, Dr. Carrie Journey. How are you? I'm doing really well, Andy. How are you? I'm great. Thank you for being on here. I really appreciate it. But first of all, let me just, I want to pause for a second and say how much I appreciate you personally and what you do for vet medicine. Uh, for those who don't know uh, Carrie Journey, she is um, a huge driving force in the Not One More Vet organization. She has done so much for all of us uh, in our profession for mental health and wellness, and uh, she is a crusader and a wonderful person. And you are a gift of vet medicine, and I really just I appreciate your work so much. Well, you're making me blush, Andy. Thank you so much. And I, and I feel the same about you. You you have helped me so much that, uh, you know, people like you make it make it all worthwhile. So uh, thanks for saying that. That means a lot. Yeah. All right. Well, let's jump in this. When you're not doing incredible things for Namvi, you are a boarded neurologist. And so I got, a, I got a case I need your help with. All right. Hit me. Right. Hit me. So check this out. So I have a seven-year-old male neutered Labrador retriever named Hunter. And Hunter is here in exam room two. He's presented for vomiting. So, mm -hmm. uh, so vomiting. So um, he's, he's been throwing up, uh, but he's also stumbling around. And uh, mom and dad are like, you know, he, he got something. Uh, we don't know what, and we can't find it, but he got something. Yeah. I'm, looking, I'm looking at this dog's eyes, and they are just racing backwards and forwards, tick-tock, tick-tock, tick-tock. Yeah. Am, I, am I crazy, or is this dog is this a vestibular dog? I, I don't think you're crazy at all. I think all you're right, right walk, on the money. All right, walk, walk, walk me through this. What, where am I? Where, do, where should I go with this case? And, and I got yeah. to kind of convince mom and dad that maybe he didn't eat anything. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I think first things first, you know, let's, 
let's open with it's a lab. It could have always eaten something. There aren't yep. a lot of toxins that cause vestibular disease, but certainly marijuana is one. So, yep. uh, you know, I, I think that I have seen a couple of marijuana cases presented kind of atypical, very strongly vestibular ways. So with a lab where they think he ate something, you know, everybody knows how to have the question about pot. So have, yeah. a question, have, that, have that conversation. The only yeah. other toxin we really see do this is metronidazole toxicity. So is this a dog with a chronic upset tummy who's been recently put on metronidazole or been on it long term? You know, that those are the toxins. That's really it as far as cool. those go. So marijuana knock those out. metronidazole, I got that. Yep, yep, absolutely. Okay, cool. Um, so, so, so dig into that a bit. Dig into that. Um, if the answers are no there, uh, and, and believably no, we all know how that, that can go with the marijuana <laughs> yeah, thing. Oh, Oh, no way, man. No, no. Hunter doesn't even like pot. No, like that, you know, different, different <laughs> yeah. conversation for a different time. But um, um, if, if that's not the case, then, you know, really when we're looking at kind of the middle-aged to older dog, you're really between two differentials here. You got, you got the dogs with otitis media, you got the ear disease dogs. And I mean, hey, it's a lab, a lot of atopy, a lot of chronic otitis externa in those dogs. So that's a very, very big differential. Yeah. And the other one is old dog vestibular disease, right? Like we're kind of getting into late middle age, early geriatric. We're old enough. You know, it's seven. not typical. Yeah. I mean, seven I've isn't shockingly it. young. I, I would say it's it's not out of the, the realm of possibility. We're just okay. skating into like, hey, this could be it. This okay. could be okay. it. And so, okay. you know, on the, it's, it's a, on, the on the table, on the table. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think with me, you know, the first one is have we eaten anything dumb, you know, lab, so possible. Mm -hmm. Next step is, can we reasonably get a, a pretty good otoscopic exam done? You know, and like, as much as I've seen a thousand stock pictures of people using otoscopes correctly and incorrectly, like, I think we all know that with the happy lab or the, especially the dizzy lab, it can be hard to get a yeah. good view. Um, and there's, there's even some research out there that says that a lot of times, especially in cro chronic otitis externa, like the tympanum grows back. And so you don't necessarily get a good, good shot. So, um, you know, Look at your dog. Look, look at your face. You know, can, like you, if it's a wild thing, like are you gonna be able to do it yeah. or not? <laughs> do you have any concerns about me sedating this dog and getting a good look in there? No, not at all. And so, like that's that's the first conversation I have is like if I think I can get a, a reasonable exam done, then I just do it. If yeah. I don't think I can, like I, you know, sometimes I I give it the old college try, but then I'm like, hey, we're gonna have to sedate him, and we really yeah. should look. Um, yeah. About about half these dogs have otitis media. About half. And about 40% have idiopathic vestibular disease. So if you can rule out the otitis media reasonably, like we're, we're home free, right? right so yeah. so the sedated exam is worth it um, okay, for cool. sure. So get yeah. in there, get a good look at these ears, make sure you don't see signs of chronic infection, anything like that. Mm -hmm. um, sedate if we have to. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Right, good deal. So I'm, I'm with that. Um, seven years old, not, not, not too young. Uh, what am I going to say on blood work with a, with a vestibular dog? Nothing, right? Nothing, nothing. nothing. Okay. Um, so there are some rare causes. Um, now, now we've made an assumption right now that this is peripheral vestibular disease because that's, that's more common. There are some, of course, central diseases, you know, of course we can have things in our brainstem and cerebellum that cause this, for instance, really popular strokes. Uh, you know, when I was in vet school, we didn't learn about strokes. That, was, that wasn't a thing in dogs, but it definitely is. Okay. And about half half the dogs that have had a stroke have an underlying condition. So if your exam is a little funny, uh, if you've if you looked at your patient and you're like, I'm worried something more than an ear problem is going on, okay. then blood is super reasonable and important. And in fact, I'd also do a blood pressure. Um, okay. 
And, and those, you know, those underlying conditions, things like Cushing's, hypothyroidism, kidney disease, you know, those are the types of things you're listening for, looking for in blood work. So okay. yeah, absolutely. Blood work, never wrong. And we're talking about a, a, a late middle age, early geriatric patient, never wrong to begin with, right? So yeah. well. blood, blood pressure is a good call. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, uh, absolutely. So I'm looking at this dog, um, besides, uh, you know, horizontal nystagmus and head tilt. I mean, what, what are the sort of vestibular signs that I'm looking for to, yeah. to dig deeper? I mean, I, I think that when I am teaching people about neurology, vestibular is one where people kind of get that wide-eyed, like, oh, God, there's too much yeah. to remember. Yeah, yeah. Um, so classic vestibular signs, Let's classic peripheral vestibular signs. Your head tilt should be towards the side of the problem. So if you've got a gross ear on the left side, that the head tilt should be to the left. The nystagmus runs away from the lesion. So yep. we're fast phase right. And then the ones that trick people, um, as you elevate the head, sometimes that, that left eye will drift down. That's called a positional strabismus. That's still peripheral. That doesn't have to be central. Okay, okay. And then and then remember, there are two other nerves that run in your ear that can be affected with it. Your facial nerve, so you yep. might actually not blink. You might have a palpebral problem. And the track for Horner's is there. So you might actually get meiosis. And I see a lot of people, understandably, be like, oh my God, his pupils are two different sizes. Like he's definitely got a brain tumor. Nope, actually. Okay. <laughs> it's more. Yeah. It's, it's more common, especially if you've got facial paralysis, they're not blinking. I'd yeah. say that you're like, it's really in that ear somewhere and you got to look. I mean, it technically could be in the brain, but come on, get real. It's really in that ear and we, we got to look. So. so meiosis leads you more towards something. Like just in the, your initial physical examination, meiosis yeah. leads you more towards vestibular than yeah. central. Yeah. I mean, I, I'd say like that peripheral stuff is, it's, it's, it's a nice little suite of things that happens together a lot. So I would say like, you know, those are the things that I look at and be like, yeah, yeah, it's peripheral. Great. Let's go look at the ear. Now, if they've got CP deficits, yeah, that's that's concerning. Like that's okay. like a uh oh, there's something happening in this nervous system that we need to be a little bit more worried about. Now, I I want to caution everybody. Like we don't need to like euthanize this dog. We don't need to just start the like oh my god, it's a brain tumor yeah, conversation. Yeah. I don't, like, don't want to get this dog cancer. I really no, he's no, seven. He's yeah, yeah. seven. And like like I said, we see a lot of dogs with vascular insults, aka strokes. So like a lot of these dogs, even with central stuff, like it's still okay to give them some time. So, um, yeah. Do you have any, um, do you have any rules of thumb, uh, for giving them time? So we've looked in the air, there's nothing wrong. Uh, so we're making the assumption that this is an old dog vestibular dog. Um, so we're going to give them, I'd say a week, they should really start to get better in about three to four days, but in a week, they should really be on the path to recovery. Now they're not going to be fully recovered sometimes until like two to four weeks. And some dogs will maintain a little bit of a head tilt. Um, but you know, in three days, we're going to know, is this something we need to be more worried about? Or is this something that's going to get better on its own? So that's okay. kind of my like time frame of like, all right, it's Friday. Like, do we need to rush you to the specialty hospital right now? Like, eh, I don't think so. Let's give it till Monday. That's See you Monday. Kind of, yeah. 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 So, okay. Oh, talk to me about supportive care for these cases. Uh, yeah. So anti-nausea medications, uh, right. big, big one. Um, so some people really like meclizine. Um, you yeah, know, I was going to ask you about that. I've, yeah. I've tried it. I don't know that I've ever, I don't ever, I, I'm still not sure if it works. I've, I've done it many times. I don't times. think so. I don't think it okay. works. Honestly, I yeah. mean, you know, all my interns are always like, and we'll start meclizine. I'm like, sure. You know, I don't think it's yeah. harmful medication. Uh, the it's important to note in cats, you know, Hunter's not a cat, but cats don't even have the receptor for it. So don't even bother with cats. Who needs to pill a cat anyway? But Serenia on Dancitron, these are, these are the, my go-tos here. Yeah. Um, yeah. Some of these dogs need appetite you know, stimulators, you know, we might need a little entice, something like that. I mean, it's a lab, usually yeah. that's the problem, but you know, might, might need that. Yeah. Um, and then it's really about, 
keeping them away from the stairs. You know, we just don't want these dogs to fall down. Yeah. So I tell their owners to treat them like a very drunk person, you know, like they're not allowed to drive a car. Don't let them fall down the stairs. That's really it. Yeah. Okay. Um, Anything about hydration? Are you giving these dogs sub fluids to make sure they stay hydrated? Is that, is that usually concerned? I think it's, it's a fine thing to do. I I'd say like if the vomiting severe, you know, like, yeah, absolutely. I mean, treat, treat as you would treat for any, any vomiting dog, but you know, most of these dogs, once we get them, get some anti-emetics in them, they, you know, they usually start to start to drink water and do okay. Yeah. And just confirm, I, I, I'm, I'm sure we've all heard this, but just, just, just to hundred percent confirm, I'm not going to see anything on an x-ray here. Correct. I mean, Technically, you could take bulla x-rays, right? Like if you were concerned that you were missing an otitis media, you could yeah. take that very pretty series of, I don't know, what is it? Six films that you do to look yeah. at the bulla. But by <laughs> the time you sedate them, take those x-rays, et cetera, you've basically paid for an MRI. So I'm going to beg you not to. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so, cool. Yeah. Right. So, That's what I need to hear. Awesome. Yeah. Carrie, I feel good about this. Thank you so, so much for your My time. My pleasure. My pleasure. Anytime. You're wonderful. Great. Will you come back again? Of course I will. Of course I will. So great. All right. Thanks, my friend. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye. And that is our episode. Guys, I hope you enjoyed it. This is, I love this episode. This is so great. Carrie Journey blows my mind. I just, I I love her and what she does for our profession. I thought she was amazing in this episode. I'm going to have her back for sure. If this episode was helpful, please send it to a friend who might need it. Share it around or, and, or, and. Write us an honest review on iTunes. That means the world to me. There's nothing that you can do nicer if you are getting value out of what we're doing. That's a great little way to give back that costs you absolutely nothing but five minutes of your time. Head over to iTunes and just write us an honest review uh, because that's how people find us. That's how we come out uh, on the searches when people look for veterinary medicine stuff. And it just personally means a lot to me. Thank you so much for being here. Have a wonderful rest of your week. Keep working hard. Keep saving lives. Keep being the people that our pets deserve. Bye.